0: Hi, I'm Oki, and welcome to Tell Me About Your Book. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Tell Me About Your Book. I'm sitting here with author M.J. Mars, who's written... A really, really cool thriller, just haunting thriller, I would say, and I'm really excited to talk to her about it. Hi, MJ. How are you today? Hi, Omki. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for being here. I'm excited. Can you tell me where you are first? Because I always want to know.
1: (laughs) I am in Lancaster, UK.
0: It's uh, up in (laughs) the north. Ah, Okay. Yeah. it's getting um, crazy hot here well it's not getting crazy hot. it's always been hot here so how about you yeah we're not
1: used to it over here at all <laughs> it's scorching at the moment It's
0: literally- ah, I, I hear you I hear you. we're so used to that here well let's dive into your recent publication which was earlier this year called the suffering can you tell me about your book
1: yeah, sure. So The Suffering, it's based in London. It's set in a student house that was the scene of a séance back in 18, the 1800s. And one of the student's ancestors was hired as a psychic to pull out some ghosts for like uh, this crowd of, uh, of people who were attending the séance. Um, and the ghosts ended up causing a massacre within the house.
0: The oh, young wow. psychic, yeah,
1: <laughs> um, The young psychic who was there banished them within the walls of the house. And then he kind of had a bit of a, a downfall. He sort of was sent to an asylum and because of the trauma of it all. And there wasn't really a certainty whether he'd actually done it or not. So we fast forward to 2016. The students decide that it would be a really good idea to recreate the seance. Of course, of course, of course they decide that <laughs> <laughs> like they do <laughs> never a good idea um, and the ghosts come out again and they latch onto each of the students depending on which of their personality types fits them the most so there's five students and five ghosts and so they just terrorize the one that it impacts them the most and makes their lives pretty miserable for a while so that's the basic premise. <laughs>
0: I feel like I could see this as a movie or even like a limited series or something. This is so cool. So let's go back to the seance, uh, the first seance, I guess. How was it writing that time period versus the seance of 2016? How was the writing?
1: Well, it was fun because I kind of had a look into... There's a, There's a scene where Kyle, one of the main characters at the beginning just to kind of set the scene for the reader is looking through an old sort of newspaper uh, printout where an artist had done scenes. Um, And I don't know if you've seen, they used to do them um, around the time of like Jack the Ripper where they draw out the pictures of the victims, you know, the shadowy guy in the hat at the end of the road and the police (laughs) coming and then have little captions around it explaining, you know, what was happening. So I had that in mind when I was going to write this bit that kyle would be looking at one of these that he'd got from the library but that was based around the original attack at Breckenby. and it's taken from sort of the court recordings of lucius's trial where people were trying to work out whether he you know actually done it or whether he was telling the truth about bringing out these ghosts so that was really fun imagining the sort of etchings and the drawings that the artist had done and how they would kind of relay it that language from back in in the 1800s you know it's so fun to write so yeah it's very different because in the book in the modern times there's you know a lot of swearing and a lot of slang and a lot of of modern talk (laughs) so it was a nice contrast and it was a lot of fun exploring that
0: I love that you're pulling the ghost element to this the kind of chilling element to it what made you want to do something like this for this book the fact that there's kind of a dual events happening and then and then all the ghosts with the with the characters how did this come about
1: I've been sort of, I'm a big fan of horror in general, and so i had been looking at a lot of different uh, horror groups and things like that. And one thing that kept coming up a couple of years ago was people saying that they'd love to explore the backstories of the ghosts in 13 Ghosts. And I'd always felt the same Mm -hmm. way. I love that element of there being lots of different ghosts from different time periods. They all have their different traits and the different things that they do to people. And I think it's just such an interesting concept to be able to have that variety. So it really kind of like tickled my interest, really. And I just thought, I wonder (laughs) if I could sort of come up with a situation where there would be a number of ghosts and where it would be realistic and kind of work well maybe not realistic but <laughs>
0: where it would I think
1: work. it is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where it would work to just have all these different time periods and things right. and different jobs that they had like there's an executioner and there's a guy who was in the hellfire club there's one oh, who was this in is in Peru so cool. and so yeah it was it was excellent to have that freedom to just be able to explore lots of different right. places and time periods.
0: I think it's so crazy intensely creative when you you're having to come up with these different ghosts and the crimes or their their what they want out of you know attaching themselves to the characters. Was there a character within the five that you really, really have an attachment to? Besides Kyle, maybe. I'm not maybe <laughs> Kyle's a favorite. Was there one? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Um, Kyle, I mean I love them all. They're all like your little babies, aren't they? When people say right oh, not keen,
0: <laughs> picking your favorite honestly. child.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just want to protect them and so yeah, I mean Kyle definitely a lot of people say that Kyle's kind of probably the one who's most like me because even though he's quite pragmatic and practical, he does want to explore you know, the, the crazier side of life and, and the more fantastical things mm-hmm. whilst trying to keep a steady head, which is a lot like me. Lance <laughs> as well, I think his um, insecurities and his kind of wanting to be extrovert, but his tendencies to be more introvert are kind of very relatable for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so from the book, The Suffering, besides the entertainment of reading a thriller like this, a ghost thriller... What would you like your readers to get out of it, ultimately?
1: I think there is an exploration of different types of sort of anxieties that you can have on the day to day. That was one of the main reasons why I enjoyed setting it in just a domestic setting of the house, because, you know, I think most of the fears that we face every day and and the troubles that people go through, it is just within your four walls, isn't it? So when you don't feel safe and secure inside your own house, it can be you know, much, much worse than getting through something that you don't really enjoy. Like, you know, I'm quite scared of flying and I'll still do it because I want to go and see lovely places. But there is something a bit different about getting to the airport and knowing that the fear that you're experiencing is because you're going to be going on a big, can in the sky kind of thing right. than when you're at home and you're nervous and you've got these little frights that are going on So I think it really does play into each of the people have sort of a different kind of Mental issue that is getting to them as well, and that the ghosts just exploit completely and try and do it. <laughs> so that was it, really. More the domestic fear of it all, and the fact that you just can't get away from these things that are fundamentally in your own personality. You just have to find a way to get through it and to to come out the other side, you know, and and be be content. Really,
0: I love the fact that you're putting horror in a comfort zone in our own home. So this is a scary book. I love that you put all that horror elements into it. Did you have any difficulties writing this book? Any challenges that you went through? The hardest
1: thing was probably reining it in, um, which sounds a bit weird, but um, you know when you you have your sort of first book, they have the recommended word count, and mm-hmm. you really have to stick to it. And because there was the five different ghosts, I really wanted to go more into their backstories, and right. even though. It, Does a little bit for each of them. You know, I really, really, really wanted to to sort of go into their histories and and how they died and how they became the five ghosts. So I'm going to do a second book um, that's going to go into all that. I was going to ask that.
0: (laughs) I was going to ask if you were done with these ghosts or if you were done with what the group was going through. Can you tell me a little bit more about the second book?
1: Yeah well it's going to pick off where it ends um, because it has got a bit of an ambiguous ending like you don't really know exactly what's happened so the second book's going to start exactly where it ends and you find out exactly what happened in that last scene where it all goes a little bit crazy (laughs) Um, and then there'll be more of uh, of the students exploring exactly why the ghost are the ones that were chosen. There may be a few more ghosts that come into it.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Because <laughs> that's the thing, it's like once you've set the scene in the first book, there's more freedom, I think, in the second one because you don't have to take the time then just to kind of going through everything right. and just expand a bit. So I'm really looking forward to being able to delve into that world a little bit more.
0: Ah, well, congratulations. I think that's really exciting. Well, thank you. But you've had other books prior to the suffering. Is this your first time writing a second book in the same world, in the same scenario, or have you had other (laughs) series?
1: Like my other ones have been um, like short story anthologies. So it's mainly been short stories that have been published before. But this is definitely the only time that I've ever done a second and wanted to do a series. Um, I always kind of wanted to, like, I think my favourite series ever is the Seller series by Richard Lehman and the way he does the three main books in it and builds on it I always thought oh I'd love to do something like that but I don't think I've ever had an idea where it would work and then this came along here and it this comes became... yeah <laughs> the one that could be the three so fingers crossed
0: <laughs> right I hope beyond this I get to read more and more about these ghosts and I hope you come back to talk to me about this this world and in, in this mansion that's kind of in a way really creepy but so much fun to read about oh definitely thank you okay. MJ what else can you tell me about you as an author
1: Ooh, um, right I'm a definite pantser I think everyone always wants to know if you're a plotter or a panther don't they definitely <laughs> I just uh, you know it- the ideas will come to me when they come to me and then I usually write like hell and then spend ages tidying it up afterwards I just can't do the neat and tidy you know 500 words every single day and you know spend time editing as you go kind of thing it just doesn't work that way for me at all so yeah I think that that's the first thing that I always think of just uh a messy writer i would
0: say but it all <laughs> put together in the end <laughs> man i've definitely been learning a lot the differences between a plotter and a pantser i've talked to a good amount of authors where i love hearing about the writing process pretty much from point a to point b what you guys go through how long did it take you to write the suffering from from the beginning to where you are now since your publication i guess
1: yeah well i started it in 2019 and okay. um, it came about because there was a short story called that I thought was quite interesting, and the topic was divination. So I had the original idea of the seance in the Victorian times for that, and that's when everything kind of came to. And then I just thought, oh, this would actually make quite a fun book, you know, sort of say in the modern times in the same place. So then I was kind of expanding on it over the next uh, couple of years. Then lockdown hit of course which made it a lot easier to just sit down and tweak it and finish it and pull everything together so then august of uh, last year wicked house you know, took it and um, oh. and then, yeah, it was published in February. So it's just been a bit of a crazy ride, really. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, submitting it for, um, you know, to agents and to publishing houses for months really was getting to the stage where I thought mm, nobody wants it. I've not even had a request to see the full book. You know, you, usually if you sort of submit, maybe people will show some interest, but I had right. absolutely zero. I think it's a bit of a sign of the times at the moment as well with, um, you know, how how difficult things were after COVID for publishing houses and things like that. So I just thought it was dead in the water. I didn't think it would ever be published. And I was sort of coming to the, the realisation that, you know, maybe this isn't good like maybe it isn't like I think it is and I need to shelve it and then Wicked House took it just at the last moment of uh, yes (laughs) Um, yeah there was a lot of of doubt so if
0: if you are if if, you know your listeners are reading and in the same boat just keep going man. It's such an emotional roller coaster, even just hearing about this. So I can't imagine what others go through when it comes to this. Oh, how has it been since you published back in February?
1: It's been crazy, absolutely crazy. Yeah, just it. It was a bit strange. The first week was really, really strange because you just feel like this is something that you've been building up to and building up to like all your life. I mean, it's what I'd wanted to do for like thirty years. So then right. it suddenly happened. And you're just a bit dazed and confused, really. It's such a weird <laughs> feeling. And then, of course, you sort of worry about like, oh, are people going to like it? You know, is it going to have good right. reviews and things like that? So it is, it's an odd, like you say, a, a bit of an emotional roller coaster because one minute you're up, the next minute you're down. But at the back of your mind, you're just like, wow, this is what I've always wanted to do it's <laughs> actually happening. So yeah, I'd say very dazed and confused at first.
0: Right. But a sense of euphoria that you have your book in your hands, I'm sure yeah
1: (laughs) yeah it was uh, it's weird it's really really strange it's the only the first thing that comes to mind is just yeah it's it's so strange
0: (laughs) Um, like you're on the the other side of the wall now you're you know you have a whole new set of anxiety versus am I going to get it published but now you do and a whole new set of fun things i guess
1: <laughs> yeah putting yourself out there as well cuz like i said before i'm a little bit of an introvert so um, like the publishing house um we're kind of encouraging they always encourage us to sort of engage in writing groups and things like that just to kind of put you here out there and at first i was just like oh my goodness can i actually do this can i speak to people and just like and of course you just get used to it so now i don't even think about it i just right. do it but at first, it was just a huge thing. <laughs> you do get used to every little step along the way. You're just always learning, always growing. And um, right. it's, it's a fantastic experience.
0: Well, and I'm glad you're here on a podcast. So this is this is so cool. And oh, hopefully, hopefully more of the US audience will get the, their hands on your book. Besides the second book for the suffering, do you have any other works maybe in the back of your head that you want to attack or anything like that?
1: Yeah, um, I've been working on a story, it's kind of like urban legendy kind of thing, but it's, I wanted to do something about, something that would get into people's heads when they're trying to sleep at night, so oh, it's, about, man. An, <laughs> <laughs> it's um, about an experiment, um, about, you know, the colours and shapes and things that you see behind your eyelids when you're trying uh, to sleep. You're
0: going to scare me so, even more now.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> So it's about an experiment into focusing on that and trying to pull out, like, see what the shape is, explore what your brain is actually showing you. And then it pulls a lot of nasty things out into the real world. So that's Mm. another one that I'm kind of toying with at the moment.
0: You're that horror author that puts us in in this nervousness, in our comfort zone. First it was in our home and now in our sleep. Thank you, MJ. <laughs> well, I think
1: you, know, it's funny you should say that because I think that's just where I like do get nervous and stuff. So I, I really, you know, really focus on that, like going to sleep. I've always been a terrible sleeper. I haven't been able to sleep at other people's houses. I just end up like staring at the ceiling all night. So right. I just really write what you know is what they always say, isn't it? And I'm just such a, a terrible sleeper, so yeah. <laughs>
0: Man, but the the cool thing about this is that this is the type of reading adventure I'm really gravitating to because it's there's something airy about reading something like this, and it's it's wonderful. I think it's great. <laughs> so, where can we get your book, The Suffering?
1: Well, it's available um, at Amazon, Barnes and Noble. It's in some Barnes and Noble stores as well. So if you are swinging by you guys in the US and and you see it, then by all means, check it out. It isn't in any stores in the UK. So when people send me pictures of it in the Barnes and Noble store, and I see it out there in the wild, it is just crazy to me. It's so unique I love it. And it's also available on my website. So if you go to um, mjmarsauthor.com, <laughs> you can remember my own website there. Um, <laughs> um, I do have, you know, a little shop on there as well where you can get signed copies. And for my friend in the US, who you might know that trying to get signed copies of books, the postage from the UK is just atrocious at the moment. So there's signed book plates as well. So if you have the book, would like one of those, then I can, you know, send you one of those. So uh, take a look on there.
0: Oh, that's cool. Well, thank you. Thank you for introducing me into this Victorian mansion and all the ghosts and all the craziness that goes around and in it. And thank you for being here and talking to me today. Any last minute thing you want to say before we go?
1: Just uh, thank you very much for having me. Um, it's lovely to talk to you in America from all the way over here. So. <laughs> and I'm glad that you're getting into horror. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh, it's definitely my go-to. I have the other podcasts where my co-host, which is my best friend, she doesn't read as much like horror, mystery, thriller, things like that. And and I don't read a lot of her stuff. So it's nice to get to, to intertwine the two, you know, different types of genres together. And this is definitely the book that I want to introduce to everyone I know. I, I just love when it comes to mansions and ghosts and haunting and how us deal with it and it's just so amazing but thank you for coming by today i hope you get to come back to to talk to me once the second one comes out and beyond this because we are definitely watching you as as a horror author just want to know more about you really but i will talk to you next time mj thank you so much oh thank you Oki. take care okay bye (laughs) thank you for listening to this episode of tell me about your book Please continue to support indie others and indie bookstores. And if you would love to support Tell Me About Your Book podcast, you can certainly do so by going to buymeacoffee.com slash tellmepodcast. For a price of a coffee, you can support monthly for just $5. There's other tiers too in the memberships, and you can look at all the info about it, and I would certainly, certainly appreciate it. And of course, there's the other podcast, Books, Cats, and snacks where caddy and i talk all things book and about her cats too see you then